0: Twenty-fourth Lesson In My Name Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in My name, that will I do. If ye ask anything in My name, I will do it. John 14, 13-14 That whatever ye shall ask of the Father in My name, He may give it unto you. John 15, 16 Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatever ye shall ask the Father in My name, He will give you. Until now ye have asked nothing in my name. ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be fulfilled john sixteen twenty three to twenty four previously, the disciples had not asked in the name of Christ, nor had he ever used the expression. The closest phrase was gathered together in my name matthew eighteen twenty in his parting words, however, he repeated words continually in connection with the promises of unlimited meaning. Whatsoever, any thing, what ye will, to teach them and us that his name is our only but also our all-sufficient plea. The power of prayer and its answer depend on the right use of the name. What is a person's name? It is that word or expression in which the person is called upon or represented to us. When I mention or hear a name, it reminds me of the whole man, what I know of him, and the impression he has made on me. The name of a king includes his honor, his power, and his kingdom. His name is the symbol of his power, and so each name of God embodies and represents some part of the glory of the Unseen One and the name of Christ is the expression of all He has done and all He is and lives to do as our mediator. And what does it mean to do a thing in the name of another? It is to come with the power and authority of that other as his representative and substitute. Use of another's name always assumes a common interest. No one would give another the free use of his name without first being assured that that His honor and interest were as safe with that other person as with Himself. And what is it when Jesus gives us power over His name, the free use of it, with the assurance that whatever we ask in it will be given to us? The ordinary comparison of one person giving another the liberty to ask something in his name comes altogether short here. Jesus solemnly gives to all his disciples a general and unlimited power of the free use of his name at all times for all they desire. He couldn't do this if he didn't know that he could trust us with his interests and that his honor would be safe in our hands. The free use of the name of another is always the token of great confidence and close union. He who gives his name to another stands aside to let that person act for him. He who takes the name of another gives up his own name, as of no value. When I go in the name of another, I deny myself. I take not only his name, but also who and what he is, instead of myself and what I am. Such a use of the name of a person may have the authority of a legal union. A merchant leaving his home and business gives his chief clerk general power by which he can draw thousands of pounds in the merchant's name. The clerk does this not for himself, but only in the interests of the business. Because the merchant knows and trusts him as devoted to his interests and business, he can dare to put his name and property in the clerk's power. When the Lord Jesus went to heaven, he left his work, the management of his kingdom on earth, in the hands of his servants. Therefore, he also gave them his name to draw all the supplies they needed to conduct his business. They had the spiritual power to avail themselves of the name of Jesus to the extent that they yielded to the interests and the work of the Master. The use of the name always requires the surrender of our interests to Him whom we represent. Such a use of a name may also be in agreement with a life union. In the case of the merchant and his clerk, the union is temporary, but we know how oneness of life on earth gives oneness of name. A child has the father's name because he has his life. Often the child of a good father has been honored or helped by others for the sake of his father's name. But this wouldn't last long if it were found that it was only a name and that the father's character was deficient. The name and the character or spirit must be in harmony. When this is the case, the child will have a double claim on the father's friends the character secures and increases the love and esteem rendered first for the name's sake. It is the same with Jesus and the believer. We are one, we have one life, one Spirit with Him. For this reason, we may come in His name. Our power in using that name, whether with God, men, or devils, depends on the measure of our spiritual life union. The use of the name rests on the unity of life the name and the Spirit of Jesus are one. Scripture. He that believes in me, the works that I do he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. And I will ask the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. John fourteen, twelve to fourteen, sixteen to seventeen. Or the union that empowers the use of a name may be the union of love. When a bride, whose life has been one of poverty, becomes united to the bridegroom, she gives up her own name to be called by his. She receives the full right to use it. She purchases in his name, and that name is not refused. This is done because the bridegroom has chosen her for himself and depends on her to care for his interests. They are now one. The heavenly bridegroom can do nothing less. Having loved us and made us one with himself, what could he do except give those who bear his name the right to present it before the Father, or come with it to himself for all they need? No one who gives himself to live in the name of Jesus does not receive an increasing measure of the spiritual capacity to ask and receive in that name whatever he will. If I bear the name of another, I have given up my own name and my own independent life. Then I will certainly possess all there is in the name I have taken instead of my own. Such illustrations show us how defective the common view is of a messenger sent to ask in the name of another or a guilty one appealing to the name of a guarantor. No, Jesus Himself is with the Father. We do not come in the name of an absent one. When we pray, we must pray in His name. The name represents the person. To ask in the name is to ask in full union of interest and life and love with Him as one who lives in and for Him. Let only the name of Jesus have undivided supremacy in our heart and life. Things with God are called according to their nature. We ask in Christ's name not when at the end of some request we say, This I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, but when we pray according to His nature, which is love, which seeketh not its own, but only the will of God and the good of all creatures. Such asking is the cry of His own Spirit in our hearts. Andrew Jukes. My faith will grow to the assurance that what I ask in that name cannot be refused. The name and the power of asking go together. When the name of Jesus has become the power that rules my life, its power in prayer with God will be seen too. Everything depends on our own relationship to the name. The power it has on my life is the power it will have in my prayers. There is more than one expression in scripture which can make this clear to us when it says do all in the name of the lord jesus colossians 17, we see how this is the counterpart of the other ask all to do all and to ask all in his name go together when we read or hear we will walk in the name of the lord our god micah 4:5 We see how the power of the name must rule in our whole life. Only then will it have power in prayer. It is not to the lips, but to the life, that God looks for what the name is to us. When Scripture speaks of men who have given their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus, or of one ready to die for the name of the Lord Jesus, we see what our relationship to the name must be. When it is everything to me, it will obtain everything for me. If I let it have all I have, it will let me have all it has. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do. Jesus means this promise literally. Christians have sought to limit it because it looked too free. It was hardly safe to trust man so unconditionally. We did not understand that the words, in my name, are its own safeguard. It is a spiritual power. That no one can use beyond what his living and acting in that name allows. As we bear that name before men, we have power to use it before God. Oh, let us plead for God's Holy Spirit to show us what the name means and the right use of it. It is through the Spirit that the name which is above every name in heaven will take the place of supremacy in our hearts and lives too. Disciples of Jesus, let these lessons enter deep into your hearts. The Master instructed to pray in his name, Whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, that will I do. Heaven is set open to you. The treasures and powers of the world of spirit are placed at your disposal on behalf of men around you. Oh, come and let us learn to pray in the name of Jesus. As to the disciples, he says to us, Until now ye have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive. John sixteen twenty four. Let each disciple of Jesus seek to avail himself of the rights of his royal priesthood and use the power placed at his disposal for his social contacts and his work. Let Christians awake and hear the message, Your prayer can obtain what otherwise will be withheld. It can accomplish what otherwise remains undone. Oh, awake! and use the name of Jesus to open the treasures of heaven for this perishing world. Learn as the servants of the King to use His name. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do. Blessed Lord, each lesson You give me has such fullness and depths of meaning that if I can only learn that one, I will know how to pray correctly. Today I feel as if I needed just one prayer every day. Lord, teach me what it is to pray in your name. Teach me to live and act, to walk and speak, to do all in the name of Jesus, that my prayer cannot be anything else but in that blessed name too. And teach me, Lord, to hold fast the precious promise that whatsoever we ask in your name you will do, and the Father will give. Though I do not fully understand and have attained even less what you mean with this wonderful union when you say, in my name, I still hold fast the promise until it fills my heart with the undoubting assurance, anything in the name of Jesus. O my Lord, let Your Holy Spirit teach me this. You said, The Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He knows what it is to be sent from heaven in Your name to reveal and to honor the power of that name in Your servants and use that name alone to glorify You. Lord Jesus, let Your Spirit dwell in me and fill me. I would, I do, yield my whole being to His rule and leading. Your name and Your Spirit are one. Through Him, Your name will be the strength of my life and my prayer. Then I will be able to forsake all for Your name's sake, and in Your name speak to men and to God to prove that this is indeed the name above every name. Lord Jesus, teach me by Your Holy Spirit to pray in Your name. Amen. Note. What is meant by praying in Christ's name? It cannot mean simply appearing before God with faith in the mediation of the Savior. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, He supplied them with petitions. Afterwards, Jesus said to them, until now ye have asked nothing in my name. Until the Spirit came, the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer lay almost dormant within them. When Christ descended into their hearts by the Holy Spirit, they desired the blessings that Christ obtains for us by his prayer as our high priest before the Father. Such petitions are always answered. The Father is always willing to give what Christ asks. The Spirit of Christ always teaches and influences us to offer the petitions that Christ confirms and presents to the Father. To pray in Christ's name is therefore to identify with Christ as to our righteousness, and to be identified with Christ in our desires by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. To pray in the Spirit, to pray according to the will of the Father, or to pray in Christ's name are identical expressions. The Father loves us and is willing to hear us. Two intercessors, Christ the advocate above and the Holy Spirit the advocate within, are the gifts of his love. This view may appear less consoling at first than a more prevalent one, which refers prayer in Christ's name chiefly to our trust in Christ's merit. The defect of this opinion is that it does not combine the intercession of the Saviour with the will of the Father and the indwelling Spirit's aid in prayer neither does it fully realize the mediation of Christ. The mediation consists not only in that the Father is able to regard me and my prayer for Christ's sake, but also in that Christ Himself presents my petitions as His petitions, desired by Him for me, even as all blessings are purchased for me by His precious blood. In all prayer, the one essential condition is that we are able to pray in the name of Jesus according to His desire for us, according to the Father's will, and according to the Spirit's teaching. And thus, praying in Christ's name is impossible without self-examination, reflection, and self-denial, in short, without the aid of the Spirit. Adolf Saphir